Everything Wisconsin Athletics, covering a little bit more than that since there's not a ton to talk about. But thankfully today we've got uh, a pretty good uh, show uh, uh, planned for you. There's some some basketball talk to get to, uh, some football stuff that we'll touch on here at the beginning, and then uh, about and then at the end, continuing the basketball trend, we have an interview with Ben Carlson, a four-star recruit for Wisconsin basketball. I'm sure you probably know the name, but if not, make sure to stick around for the interview. I think he. Uh, was very insightful. We recorded it before this part, uh, but it was a great interview, so we'll give you guys a little hint on that. So make sure to stay tuned for the end of the episode and uh, enjoy that interview with him because I think he was a very well-spoken recruit, and we really enjoyed having him on. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, it was just kind of wonky because we switched which order we did things you know, today, but at the same time, it, it's it's good. I'm excited to, to talk shop a little bit here with in terms of Badger football and Badger basketball. Yeah, we've got plenty to talk about. It seems like uh, every day we're getting ready to do the episode. Uh, something comes up that kind of gives us uh, a conversation piece. So uh, we're pretty thankful for that and uh, the sports universe for kind of cooperating in it. Uh, similar to what we did on Monday, we're going to just kind of do some news of the day. And it is all Wisconsin football related to start, and then we'll get into some basketball stuff. But the first thing, I don't know uh, if you saw it on uh, Stadium uh, a survey by Brett McMurphy, uh, 88% of uh, football ADs want to expand the college football playoff when that deal comes up in 2025-26. 20, 72% want eight teams, 11% want six teams, but the favorite is clearly an eight-team model with uh, essentially the Power Five champs, one group of five, and two at-larges, which is something that's kind of been thrown out for a while pretty big numbers saying that they're basically in favor of this change and I think that's probably a similar you know I don't know if you if you fan if you polled every fan I don't know if it would quite be that high because I know there are some people that that don't like more than two and I know there's some people that really like the four but I think probably most fans kind of like the the eight team playoff and it seems like we're trending that way anyway but what did you make of such a, a high number you know being in favor of that playoff expansion I think it's a, a great step. I am personally in favor of eight just because you, you look at the landscape that keeps things relevant for a lot more teams out there that can vie for getting into the playoff, whether you win your, your conference championship, whether you get one of those top uh, at-larges. You know, a team like Wisconsin who is, is stuck in the same division as Ohio State or, uh, or the same conference as Ohio State who is a behemoth in college football landscape, that they could get into the playoff the Badgers can beat Ohio State. They just can't beat them every single time. It's going to take a big-time game for them to win that. But you get into that space, and it's just like the NCAA tournament. You don't know how things are going to unfold, and if a team gets hot, the Badgers are a team that can win a game, win a couple games, and, and shake things up. So the Badgers, in, in that stadium piece you were talking about, were actually in the conversation or ranked in the top eight for three out of the four years from 2016 
through 2019. So the Badgers would have been in the conversation to potentially make it in there. Um, that's that's huge revenue for the school. It's huge revenue for all those schools that can get in there. Uh, it would be just something that I, I don't think the money can be pushed away by ADs when they're thinking, hey, how can we maximize what we can do for our athletes, uh, putting them in huge games while also making sure that they're able to put money in the pockets of, of everyone in the athletic department as well as paying for making sure that all athletic departments are, are thriving. So I, I think it's a win-win for everybody, and hopefully it comes into fruition. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I'm I'm fully on board with the with the eight teams. I I think it's good for the sport. I know a lot of people that there are arguments against it, and I hear those. But at the same time, if you're trying to make a, a regular season essentially more relevant, make these things important, and and keep more teams and fan bases involved in the long stretch, I think I think an eight team playoff really helps do that. And I know. Yeah, I know. I like that you mentioned Wisconsin because I'm looking at the 2019-18 uh, playoffs, and it looks like Wisconsin would have been essentially uh, the first team out in some of that. So it's it would be tough, but I also think you know for Wisconsin fans and fan bases similar to the Badgers, it opens up a a lot more opportunity for for your team because you said uh, the the same staple teams of Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Alabama or Georgia and LSU, those six teams are almost always going to be in the conversations. But those next tier of teams like the Badgers and, and like maybe Oregon, things like that, it, it keeps it open and, and keeps fan bases engaged much longer. So I would I, I think it's not really a matter of if, it's probably just a matter of when. And, and it, it, of course, won't be until this current deal comes up. But I think that's the it's definitely the direction that we're kind of heading. Yeah, I, I think – it's the right way to do it. According to what they had, Wisconsin would have been in it in 2017 and would have been taken on Georgia uh, and then would have potentially played the winner of either USC or Oklahoma. Those would have been some really fun games to, to watch. And I'm just a fan of college football. I would want to see as much really great games as you can. We know that bowls can be phenomenal, that there can be some great matchups, but there's so much more on the line here in in those college football games. There's so much more pomp and circumstance around everything that it, it would it would have been very cool to to have that as a possibility for for Badger fans and really just for college football in general uh, if that happens in twenty in 2025 2026. Most definitely. I mean, there's there's going to be some brackets. You know, I'm looking through them all now. Some, of course, look strong. I mean, I looked at that 2017 one. You know, Clemson, UCF, uh, Ohio State, Alabama, USC, Oklahoma, and then Wisconsin, Georgia. I mean, all eight of those teams that year were were really strong. You know, USC had that slow start, but down the stretch uh, of the season, they finished incredibly hot. Where there were, you know, they they were essentially eliminated before they could really get hot. And, and all of a sudden, if you have an 18 playoff, it kind of Opens uh, opens that box up, and then you you've got you, the Clemson UCF matchup would be one that there was there was a lot going on that season with UCF and Clemson. So to be able to prove it on a football field versus us arguing about it on ESPN and, and Fox Sports and things like that, I think would be uh, an awesome expansion. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I know there'll be some seasons where an odd team gets in, like you know 2019 Memphis would have been that uh, Group of Five team. Were they the strongest college football team out there? Were they probably a top eight team? No, but it, it gets it gets other conferences and, and those smaller conferences in the conversation, which I think if you're going to have a playoff, 
that has to be part of it, that, you know, some of these other teams in there. But eight teams, I think, would be a, a welcome expansion for, for the college football fan because, again, it's it's two more games of football that uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't get in this current system. So I'm all for it. Let's talk a little bit about some other news in terms of Wisconsin football, and that involves some recruiting with T.J. Bowlers. Uh, he announced his top six the other day. Wisconsin is in that mix. Uh, I, I've always read uh, with him that uh, a while back he was he was kind of an Iowa lean given his uh, father's history with the Hawkeyes. But what did you make of that and, and just how big of a prospect is, is a kid like T.J.? Because if you watch his highlight tape, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you go out and look at that. This kid is uh, a pretty strong and uh, talented recruit that it would be really nice to see him in red and white. Yeah, I mean, he's the type of uh, recruit that Wisconsin has done really well with uh, in the past on their defense, and he's the type of recruit that they need on the Wisconsin defense to really take them to the next level. He's kind of that hybrid outside linebacker, defensive end prospect. Uh, you know, he's on the uh, the bigger side. Uh, I think he's a guy that, depending upon how he matures, he could easily be an outside linebacker given his explosiveness. But if he uh, gets bigger and stronger, he could end up on the D line and. You have defensive linemen as, as talented as him, and that's when you, you are able to do a lot more. Uh, obviously, Iowa State, Nebraska, Cal, Alabama, and Northwestern were, were his other five. I think he has uh, official visits set up with Cal and Iowa State, and I think he's planning to set up one with Wisconsin. Um, but I, I think things are trending nicely for Wisconsin with with him, and hopefully they can close the deal because Wisconsin's just loading up with outside linebackers, and I think the defense is going to look really good in the front seven, and if, especially if they can get a kid like him who is heralded and really wanted by programs all over the country. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you look at, at T.J. Bowler size-wise, height and height and weight, he's almost identical to you know, a Badgers commit for this upcoming season in Caden Johnson, and I think position-wise, they look – about the same, you know, TJ's a little bigger, uh, it looks like in, in terms of frame, but, you know, size, you know, the height and, and weight is about the same, but TJ definitely looks like a, a bigger kid whose, whose frame could fill out even a little bit more to maybe have him, like you said, on the defensive line. But if you're looking forward into Wisconsin defense crystal ball and you, and you had a combo of, of Caden Johnson and TJ Bowlers, I think if you saw that on paper just based on recruiting, uh, that would be a, a welcome sign for Badger fans because both of those guys are, are beasts you know, on their highlight tapes and in their high school communities. And I think if you got them on campus, you could really do some damage with, with kids like that because they've got the, the lethal combo of size and strength that uh, plays so well, especially on that defensive side of the ball at those Rudge S, you know, Rudge S, uh, you know, <laughs> rushing. I can't get the word out. The rushing on the edge position, like those two are kind of in right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you, another uh, news item was the 2021 Maui invitation. Uh, John Rothstein uh, had sent it out and kind of laid out the field that it was Wisconsin, Oregon, Texas A&M, Butler, Notre Dame, Houston, St. Mary's, and then uh, Chaminade, who's going to get there for every time beat down that they always walk into for that. Um, so what do you think of the field, and how is it, how exciting is that for Wisconsin to be in, in that huge tournament? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, anytime, you know, the Maui Invitational is always a fun one. I've, I've always enjoyed watching it. Uh, it does mean we'll probably have to listen to Bill Walton call uh, a couple Badger games, but uh, I, I can live with that if, if I get to see, you know, my home team playing, because I 
Bill Walton for me always is like uh, nails on a chalkboard where I usually have to watch it on mute. But if it's the Badgers, I can handle it. But field-wise, uh, I, I think it's pretty strong. And, and of course, who knows? It's still you know, two seasons away. The 2020 field is, is already set, and this will be the 2021. But I, I think it's exciting. Anytime you're in you know, this tournament or Atlantis or, or things like that, you're playing in the big ones, which is always fun because you want to watch your team play in those ones. And it's hard to beat you know, being out in Maui and, and watching – watching those guys play. So it'll be an exciting uh, tournament and uh, an exciting field. I, I really like uh, the group that they got and the draw. And, of, of course, uh, the one that I was of you know kind of scratching my head was, of course, Oregon uh, was in that field. You, you know that the Badgers and the Ducks are somehow going to match up and, and meet because that just seems to be the way it is where Oregon just kind of always finds its way to meeting up with Wisconsin in, in uh, football or basketball. Yeah, Oregon is just a pain in their side uh, for one another, really, because they're always just doing it out. But I think I think the field sets up nicely for Wisconsin. It won't be a year where Wisconsin's super experienced because, obviously, this is 2021, so next year they're going to lose a lot of seniors uh, going into that year. But it, it's going to be a fun experience for those younger guys to really uh, go ahead and play. You know, we've got Ben Carlson interview later on in the show, and, and he kind of talks about this with us. and that's a big opportunity for him because he'll probably be a starter at that point uh, looking at the depth chart and what uh, it kind of projects to be. And you got to hope that those guys are ready for it. And if they are, that's a field that they could win. They could win that entire tournament if they play really well. So that's a, it'll be a fun thing. And I, I've been to Maui, and it is phenomenal. It's the greatest place in the world. Uh, in in my eyes, it's, it's so beautiful, and there's so much to do. So um, – I've already talked to my wife about potentially seeing if we could make that happen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, Hawaii is hard to beat, so I, I totally hear you. Um, what do you make of the rest of the field? I mean, the, it's it's not a prototypical uh, Maui Invitational field. You know, normally you've got Duke or North Carolina, a Blue Blood, Kansas, one of those teams in there, but while it may lack uh, essentially the blue bloods on paper, there's still a lot of good programs that are either you know right below that blue blood or or up and coming programs like Butler, you know, a team that has had a lot of recent success. So, what do you make of uh, the overall field in in Hawaii? Yeah, I think it's winnable for Wisconsin, but it also sets up nicely where those are going to be some games that aren't going to kill you if you lose, but also they'll definitely bolster your your resume if you're able to win them. Uh, you, you know, you can play up to three or four games that weekend, and, and it gives you an opportunity to really take a litmus test early in the season to get a sense of what you're going to be. you got a team like Oregon who has been playing really good basketball lately. They're a perennial uh uh, tournament team, Texas A&M, they're kind of up or down. It all just depends. But then Butler, Notre Dame, Houston, St. Mary's, those are tournament teams. So Wisconsin will be going up against uh, some really good teams early on, give you a taste of some big-time basketball early in the season and see, like I said, what you are about uh, and be able to kind of jump off the season from there. Yeah, it's always good to see where you're matching up with uh, some high-level teams, high-level competition. You know, you look at the, what the Badgers did in their little tournament this season, and, and that's you know a couple games that Wisconsin fans like to forget. But it was a good benchmark to see where your team is at early on the season and where you need to improve to get better while playing you know quality competition. Because as as nice as Cole Center games are against uh, lower tier conferences like that, uh, these 
games on neutral courts get you essentially prepared for for March and what you're going to see you know in the in the big dance and even the Big Ten tournament you're familiar with those teams but you're also playing away from home playing on a neutral court it's a little bit different so I think these tournaments uh, are like you said great if you win them but if you lose them it still kind of gives you a nice teaching point as you uh, you know play and and develop towards the season and you know if you go out there and you, you don't do so well you still get to spend a few days in uh, in Maui which is is a hard thing to beat anyway yeah for sure speaking of you know Maui's a long ways away but even you know for on that same scale in terms of far away is next year's uh, March Madness which I think we're all going to be very much looking forward to given the lack of uh, tournament this season but Joe Lenardi recently released his updated 2020 uh, projection for the dance, and, and he had the Badgers as a three-seed uh, coming into essentially an educated guess. I mean, he doesn't know where some of these rosters are going to be. Of course, it's still a long ways away. You know, Monday night, the tournament for this year would have been wrapping up, so it's still it's still a long ways away in terms of making a prediction like that, but I think a three-seed for Wisconsin would be, would be welcome, but where do you kind of see that? Would you see a three seed being disappointing or maybe higher than you expected or kind of right on par with what you're looking at for the Badgers next year? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's reasonable. I think they are in a place that because they're returning so much production, a three, four seed uh, as as kind of the first talking point makes a lot of sense. That that tells you that, hey, you're a top 12, 16 team. I I could see it being higher than that. I could see it being lower than that. I think it all just depends on how things go. Right now you see a lot of teams or a lot of players in the Big Ten leaving town, going to the NBA. Um, you know, a lot of them could return because they haven't officially signed agents. But you see guys like guys going the NBA. You see a lot of guys going the NBA right now, which definitely helps Wisconsin where you have everybody coming back for the most part other than Brevin Pritzel. So I, I think that's a, a reasonable spot to slot Wisconsin in. I, I, it's hard to go ahead and say, oh, yeah, they're going to be a projected one or two seed right away uh, at this juncture. But I, I think three, four, that's kind of where Wisconsin's been for a long time now is kind of in that third through sixth range um, routinely uh, in, in, in our time uh, over the past 20 years. So I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think a three seed, if, if you had to sign up for it right now, I think most college basketball programs would take it because that means maybe you didn't have the best year possible, but you still uh, finished pretty strong. And when you look at Joe Lenardi's projection, he again has – you know, 10 teams in that Big Ten conference making the tournament. So he fully expects next year that uh, Wisconsin and and the Big Ten is going to have a similar dogfight to what they had this season. So I think uh, if you were a three seed in that, given that you're playing again in the toughest conference, probably in college basketball next season, you'll take it because uh, he had Iowa and Michigan State also on the three line. So it sounds like he's fully expecting uh, a battle in the Big Ten Conference. So if you could get out of there and, and be in a three-seed position, I think most of most of the fan base would take it, given uh, what this team is, is going to be you know having next season. No doubt. Another article I came across was ESPN uh, essentially ranking the top 25 players coming into next season. And I was hoping to see uh, a Badger on there, and I expected it to be Micah Potter, but I wasn't fully sure. Uh, he came in at 18th. Is that uh, maybe a surprise to you, or, or what did you maybe expect? Because I think that's pretty high praise for a guy that, you know, coming into the season, we, we maybe saw him as a role player, but 
how impressive is that you do, that you kind of see Potter as being one of the top players in college basketball next season? Yeah, I mean he is he is tremendously talented. You you I think back to the red white scrimmage. That was the first time we really got to see Micah Potter uh, in in the flesh and really working. And he looked really really good in that game and and just kind of had his way offensively. He's got some work to do on the defensive end, so I'm a little surprised that he was came in at 18th. But his offensive numbers and and everything are just through the roof. He is very efficient. He's he's a great three point shooter. Uh, and so I, I think he makes a lot of sense. He's the guy who I wouldn't be surprised has a shot at the NBA later on in his career uh, if he's able to kind of figure out some of that defense because he is he does have the offensive skill set that the plays well in the NBA. He he's he's good and I think he uh, definitely earned it. Uh, it's just it's just one of those things where we'll see how to, how it plays out next year. And I would be very surprised if he wasn't in the starting lineup next to Nate Reavers. Uh, come tip off for their first game. Most definitely. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little surprised too, like I said. I, I expected uh, maybe him to be on the fringe, but I didn't know if, you know, a, a top 25, there's a lot of good players and, and a lot of good conferences in it, but I think that just shows that people around college basketball have really paid attention to, to Micah Potter and his transformation right? because it is pretty impressive when you look at where he was before he transferred, uh, you know, a bench role player for uh, for Ohio State, transfers kind of coming into this season uh, as maybe a sixth man, rotation glue guy for Wisconsin, but I don't think anybody expected him to make that jump to a, a top 25 player in college basketball. So just how impressive have you kind of seen his rise from where he was to where he is now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely impressive. He he was just such a, a shot in the arm for this Wisconsin basketball program, and he deserves everything that's going to come his way. He plays basketball the right way. He's a, he's a fun player to root for just because he's always got a smile on his face, and he's very unselfish once. He's always rooting on his teammates uh, and, and plays for the name on the front of the jersey. So I'm, I'm definitely impressed. I think just that transition from Ohio State to come to Wisconsin – put in the work in the offseason to continue to get better. Uh, I, I think there's no reason he won't continue to elevate his game and be uh, set up really nicely for next year and be a top 25 player. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I think that also speaks to the, the strength of Wisconsin and their coaching staff because we've seen so many times where, you know, on the recruiting front, a kid comes in and, and is maybe undersized, smaller, gets to put some weight on. You know, I think of Frank Kaminsky early in his career. He did not look like a kid that was that was going to be, you know, an All-American uh, dominating college basketball. But four years later, he comes out and, and just sets the world on fire and, and makes those final four runs. So I think Wisconsin does a really great job of developing guys in a, in a similar skill set to Micah Potter. So it, it doesn't surprise me, but also it, it, it comes back to him. He's a tremendous talent, and uh, I can't wait to see what he can do with uh, another year under his belt as we head into next season. Uh, before we get into the Ben Carlson interview, I, I wanted to check in on the, the fan favorite tournament because I know we are in the Elite Eight right now. Uh, I think we have had one ticket punched to the Final Four in Nigel Hayes, but how are things shaping up in the bracket? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been going great. Thanks to everybody who's been interacting and, and following it and voting uh, every time. I, I, you look at what Nigel Hayes has been doing. He, he's He's been running through a pretty big gauntlet of players to, to get where he's at. I uh, took down Sam Decker and Ethan Happ to get where he's at as the three seed. Um, it's so far we've got uh, today we were having voting uh, on Alondo Tucker and John Luer, um, another 
really good matchup uh, of, of former Badgers that also went on and had careers in the NBA. And Kirk Penny and, and Jordan Taylor are also in there. You know, Jordan Taylor was, man, his senior year, he was so good. Averaged over 20 points per game and, and really just was able to do everything. Such a good, so good at keeping track of the ball. Um uh, and, and not turning it over and helping out his teammates. And then the other two are Devin Harris and Brian Butch. Devin Harris is one of my favorites of all time. Uh, the dude was so good. Both him and Alondo Tucker really uh, rocked those baggy jerseys back when they had the – those the jerseys were just kind of boxy. And they just – they uh, they wore it the right way back in, in the, their time. So it was it's fun to see and read about and – kind of dig up more information and recall some crazy stuff that these guys did during their careers and but it's coming down to the end here so continue to vote Nigel Hayes uh, is still for sure in the final four last I saw Alondo Tucker was leading on John Luer so we'll, we'll just see but it's definitely uh, the cream of the crop is going on here Frank Kaminsky I think would have been uh, a guy who probably would have been in the lead eight as well if if um, somebody or some people didn't have a huge vendetta against him, I guess, voting-wise. But uh, things have really turned out nicely, so I want to thank everybody for voting and continue to do so because we, we really appreciate it and we just want to know who is uh, everybody's favorite uh, over the past 20 years. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a phenomenal bracket. It's been a lot of fun to, to follow along. You know, I, I look at the, the end results here with essentially the, the heavyweights going at it in the, in the Elite Eight with, with Alondo Tucker and John Luer, it's it's hard to pick between those two. Uh, Devin Harris and Brian Butch are our fan favorites the whole way. I, uh, you know, Kirk Penny and Jordan Taylor too. Uh, I I think Kirk Penny is a little underrated. I've always thought of him as, as one of my favorite Badgers, and then Jordan Taylor, uh, kind of the same way. So I'm I'm going to be really interested to see who comes out of there because, frankly, I was kind of surprised Nigel Hayes made it as far as he did. I thought it'd be hard for anybody to knock off Sam Decker just being a you know, a Wisconsin kid from uh, an early age, you know, in the high school state tournament. There's a lot of memories uh, from Sam Decker. So I thought he would uh, make a run, but clearly Nigel is, is a really big fan favorite. And I think it just speaks to, you know, how much we, we look back at those final four years in, in awe because just thinking about those games and with those guys, it was, it was a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to see who, who I think is going to come out on top because there's so many, so many big names that I I could make an argument for all of them. So I'm really interested. Yeah, I think it's been phenomenal. It's been fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Nigel Hayes just won that just simply because of everything he did off the court as well. I mean, obviously he stuck around all four years, played really well all year. Like he was he was in all conference recognition in some way, shape, or form all four years on campus. And you know, I I brought up the stenographer thing, like some of the jokes he had uh, and the fun he would have off the court, and as well as the ways in which he pushed for social issues and social change within the NCAA. Uh, I think really. Uh, helped him maybe stand out from Sam Decker, um, who is also a, a great player. But I, I'm I'm just excited to see how things end because I think there are multiple people in this um, final four or final eight that could definitely win it. Yeah, most definitely, and that's what makes it fun is that it's not just statistical arguments. It's it's a fan favorite, and you get to vote, and and that's how it's decided. It's not you know trying to decide who is the best player ever. It's just who you like the most, and, and there's a lot of different parameters that can go into it. So I think it's uh, been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm excited to see who comes out on top as we keep uh, this Elite Eight and Final Four and eventually championship going. So, guys, 
uh, continue to vote, continue to participate. Uh, it's a lot of fun when when fans get engaged with something like this. So we really appreciate it if you if you've been voting and following along already. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to touch on before we get into our Ben Carlson interview? No, let's uh, let's kick it to that interview with Ben. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and send you to a couple quick ad reads, and then we'll get into our interview with Ben Carlson. All right, Badger fans, we now welcome on a very special guest in the Wisconsin basketball world. We've talked a lot of basketball on this episode already, and today we have Ben Carlson on a Wisconsin 2020 commit from St. Paul, Minnesota at East Ridge High School. Four-star recruit for the Badgers. Excited to have him on. Ben, thank you very much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Let's get right into some questions. Uh, how do you think your senior year went? Uh, I saw you guys had a pretty solid record this year and on the court. What are you looking to maybe improve on after your senior year as you get ready to head to Madison? Uh, yeah, definitely had a really good year. I know I was the only uh, returning starter from last year with the team we got fourth in state last year. So, I mean, we won. We lost on a crazy buzzer beater in the, in the game to go to the state tournament. So, I mean, we had a 23-6 record. Like, we were one of the top teams in the state. So, I think we had, I had a really good senior year helping my – leading my team to that record and being that close to state. And, I mean, just – Right now, I've been focusing on just working on my three-pointer a lot, just getting stronger, more explosive, just ball handling. I mean, just kind of working on everything a little bit. I know it's been it's been kind of hard to do that with all this uh, virus stuff that's been going on, but I've been doing my best, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of unprecedented territory. Usually, you'd be able to just go to the gym and, and have uh, those workouts, but mm-hmm. what are you doing to try to keep that going for you do you have access to a gym or around you or anything like that or outdoors or anything uh i know i don't have access to like indoor gym i was trying to figure out where i could go for a while but they're all shut down so i mean there's a like a pretty nice outdoor court just like a couple minutes away from me so i go there every day i mean it's it's a nice court but it's still like still not the same as an indoor gym but i do that every day i mean i work out of my gym, like I lift weights and stuff, and then I do some, like, uh, vertical jump training. So, I mean, I think I do a pretty good job of, like, doing the best that I can, but obviously it's not it's, it's not perfect, but that's just you kind of have to deal with it, so. Yeah, it's kind of the world we live in right now. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy stuff. Um, let's talk about your visit to, to Madison a little bit when you came on, on campus. Anything about the school or, or just the, the vibe that you got, um, you know, from the university that really stood out to you? Um, I mean, the thing I liked about the campus is there's so much, like, different stuff to do there because it's, it's a big campus. I mean, it's probably one of the bigger – one of, like, the bigger schools that I ever – that I visited when I was being recruited. So, I mean, I like that, how there's so much, like, variety of things to do. But I think the biggest thing on my visit was just how I – I felt like I connected with the guys on the team a lot and the coaches. Like I felt like they were really similar to how I am as a person. So I think that was the biggest thing for me on that visit. Yeah, I mean, you had your pick of a lot of different uh, collegiate choices. Um, System-wise, how do you feel your game works with what the Badgers like to do and, and how they can help you um, continue to elevate your game? Yeah, I think that was another uh, really big draw for me was – Obviously, Wisconsin's known for having players like me, uh, taller guys, my, like my skill set, skill set who can kind of like dribble, shoot, post up, do a little bit of everything. So, I mean, 
that was huge for me because I want to play professionally, whether that's uh, in the NBA or overseas. I mean, they've they've done that with so many guys like me before, so that was definitely a big draw. Was that they they have a history of developing guys like me, so that was that was huge for me. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, Wisconsin, you know, on the court this year had a had a very up and down regular season. I'm sure you were paying close attention to it, you know, both on and off the court. But yep. at the end, it it finished really strong. How excited are you? To, to join a team that that had such momentum going into the end of this season and and how much you know, how much excitement do you have uh, to join a group like that? I know I'm super excited. I know I think we're 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 going to be even better than they were this year. I know they 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 have like their whole team back besides Brevin. So I mean, and uh, a couple other guys, but they have my class coming in. I mean, most of their like big players are returning. So I mean, and they won the Big Ten this year with that. So I think. We're going to only be even better next year and even like the year after that with uh, the class under me coming in. So I think, I, mean, I think it's really, the program's looking really good right now and I'm just really excited to get out there whenever that is this summer. Yeah, I think Badger fans would really agree with you. There's a lot of momentum riding into next year, a lot of positive thoughts about what could, what a great season it could be um, that you will be helping hopefully with. Um, as things currently are going towards basketball season um, when you'll get on campus this summer or fall. What do you think or hope you can bring to the team next year? Um, I mean, the biggest thing I'm just going to try to be the hardest worker out there. I mean, cause that's that's how you get to play a lot. Like if you're a hard worker, you can you get you get that's how you start earning minutes. If you, I mean, what the coaches would tell me, if you really get a rebounder, you play good defense. That's how you start earning minutes when you're. A, like a freshman, sophomore. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to try to do, just keep rebounding like I do and then just play defense, and hopefully that earns me more minutes and then things start translating from there. So, Defense and rebounding always can, you know, work your way onto the floor with Wisconsin yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, speaking of kind of that, going off of that, you know, Wisconsin, you look at the roster right now, uh, post-player depth for the team this year was was kind of a concern. Um, you know, it wasn't a deep bench for them. Has the coaching staff kind of had any conversations with you about potentially playing right away, given your size and skill set, you know, on the defensive end and, and the rebounding? Yeah, that was another big draw for me. And I know throughout my recruitment, like, they – they said if I went there, they would need me to be ready to play right away because they need they need a guy like me to come help in, come help out with other guys. So I think yeah, that that was definitely a big draw. Just have, knowing that I had the opportunity to play a good amount right away, and I know that's not that's given to me, but I just gotta work hard and hopefully earn that. But I know there's definitely a big opportunity for me, so I'm trying to work my hardest to hopefully get that opportunity and then make it even bigger as the year goes on. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, kind of jumping way ahead here and talking about opportunities, uh, it was just recently announced that in 2021, Wisconsin will be part of the Maui Invitational. Uh, that's such a huge tournament that happens each year. How mm-hmm. exciting of an opportunity is that for you and the other incoming players that are coming in with your in your class? Uh, that's awesome. Like, you know, those are the tournaments you want to be in at the beginning of the year. Like, those are the ones everyone watches. That's where, I mean, most of the big teams go there. Like that's that's where you want to be like that. That means your program's like a top fifteen, top ten team. So that's that's really exciting because that's that shows where the program's going. I mean, and that's just where you want to be at that time of year. So that's that's really exciting for me. 
Ben, Wisconsin has, has always done really well, you know, since the Bo Ryan and, and Greg Gard days of recruiting in Minnesota. You know, right now you've got Nate Reavers, Brad mm-hmm. Davison, Tyler Wall, uh, and a few others from, from the state, and you're kind of that next, uh, you know, group of guys coming from Minnesota over to Wisconsin. So is there anything in particular, or why do you think the Badgers have had success, you know, getting players like yourself uh, over the border and into Wisconsin? Um, I guess it's how they play usually, so I feel like, like, the guys who have went to Wisconsin, like, are Wisconsin players or not, like, I feel like the the U of M and the Wisconsin are, they, like, play basketball just different. I feel like the kids from Minnesota who have went to Wisconsin fit the Wisconsin style of play a lot more. So I think that's, that's probably why they've had so much success uh, recruiting from Minnesota. Just, they, have the, they have the right style of play for the people from Minnesota. Like, you know, I think that's probably the biggest, biggest draw kids from Minnesota have to Wisconsin. Uh, your your recruitment was largely done with Joe Krabenhoff and, and Greg Gard. Um, what was it like getting to know those guys, and how, what was what is your relationship like with them? Uh, I mean, I think the first time like I met them was in I went on a visit their freshman year because they started recruiting me. They were the first school that ever talked to me in the winter of my freshman year. So I mean, I've known them for almost four years now so I mean I definitely know them the best out of any of the uh, schools that recruited me so that definitely helped my decision but I mean I, I really like all our coaches they're all great guys I know I trust them a lot that was a big thing for me just being able to trust the coaches and I think definitely have 100% trust in them so that's I mean they're great guys I wouldn't, wouldn't want to play for anyone else. Uh, and then in, in terms of recruiting, uh, have you been in contact with any of the younger uh, targets that are out there for the Badgers and trying to help them, um, you know, give them information about why you chose Wisconsin or helping give a pitch to to help lure them to what you guys are building here at Wisconsin? Uh, not a ton. I mean, like if it comes up in conversation with someone, I mean, I'll talk to them about it, but I don't. I haven't, like, actively gone out and, like, tried to recruit people yet, but I definitely think uh, once I get there and once, like, I figure out who they're trying to focus on, I definitely I think that will definitely become a bigger part because I know, I know a lot of people. But, yeah, I haven't – has been, like, a huge priority for me right now at least. You know, uh, speaking of recruiting, you know, you're coming in with Stephen Kroll. How well do you guys kind of know each other, and how do you feel – you know, the experience, the experience of playing together will kind of help you at Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, it's good going in to college with someone you already played with. I mean, he's a great player. I played with him with uh, my D1 Minnesota AU team. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a lot like me. He's more, he's a quieter guy, but he's he's a funny guy. Once you get to know him, he opens up a little bit. So, I mean, I'm really excited to already know someone that I'm going to college with. I think that's a – not many people get to do that. I think that's a, that's a big bonus for me and him. Awesome. Uh, any last things you want to have Wisconsin fans know about you before you step on campus here this summer or fall? Um, I'm just excited to get out there. And I know the tournament got canceled this year, but I'm looking forward to getting back to it next year. That's a great answer. We're excited to have you. Uh, ben, Thank thanks again for joining the show. Um, it, was, it was great talking to you. It was a very uh, insightful interview, and we wish you the best of luck um, as you go into the summer and, and get onto campus uh, next year. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, All sure. right, Badger fans, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. We'll be back with you next week on Wisconsin.
Thank you.